say these things because the Lord has already proved himself and showed himself to us in the most wonderful way that he has never done before. So it's, it's really a great privilege to be That is the most important thing. So it's, it's just not asking in a message only, but that the message is already also in us. Because uh, it's very important to understand these things. We have been talking things in the past, we have been sharing things. The things that we have been talking and sharing, we can see them alive now. We can see things happen. So we need to really uh, hold on and keep the word of the patience of, of our Lord. If we can do that, then we know that the Lord really, uh, the Lord really loved us. We can realize that, and we can be ready for the coming of the Lord. Saints, uh, we have ambitions. We've got things we want to do. We've got things that. Uh, we want to achieve in life it's, it's nothing wrong with that but I want to tell you it, it would profit nothing if you have not achieved Christ and um, to achieve Christ is not just to believe in the church or to attend a particular church or to follow a particular pastor or a particular group but it is really to have the person of Christ in your heart Amen. So the, uh, our intent today with the message is to try to bring that, the reality of that matter, to try to understand it because for too long our teachings and so forth was uh, taken imaginary. The reason why I say that is that because we see that they were taken imaginary, they were not a literal faith teachings. They were, they, were, they were not taken like that. You realize now that we face uh, uh, Goliath in front of us, that the people has only been religious with all these great teachings and revelations that we are given. Yeah. Wanted to understand that we are given to feed. We are not given to, to cook. I'm not a cook. God has sent us a cook. Amen. And then I'm just a waiter. I'm just, I'm just giving to the people of God. The scripture says the Lord Jesus broke the bread, and He gave to His disciples and say, "Go give." So the messenger of the hour will, 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 will prepare the food, will break the bread. All we need to do is to, is to give. We need to understand that when Jesus did that and gave the bread. Um, in that time and then increase the bread and feed the thousands and thousands of people. He actually gave the, the bread literally. The bread, the people took the bread, they ate it, it was the bread. And then they were full. And then they could not even finish it. So I'm bringing that to you that when God broke the bread in the time that we are living in, it was just not to make another group of religion or another group of a church or something else. He was in his program, continuing a program which is actually just 
one thing which is much more serious than anything. It is the most important thing that has ever come to be. So if we can just remember that the message meant to change us to a point where we are literally changing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. And uh, it has to deal with a nature of, of, of somebody. And let me just tell you, you can listen to any preaching or any kind of motivation if it is not the message prepared. It has no ability to give you transformation. All what it would do, it would help you to reform. But with the challenge of the times that we are living in, reformation does not help you. It can hold even for a day or an hour. You can reform right in the church when you go outside here, you, it, it, it's gone. It, it, it's completely gone. Whatever something that you think you, were, you, you would uphold to, it's gone. It is challenged. The strength of the time, for example, it is as though the fire of Nebuchadnezzar was actually triple, uh, seven times uh, made, uh, uh, bent uh, or hard, seven times. Think of that. So therefore we need to understand the challenges of our time and to understand the time that the Lord has really put uh, before us as his people to, to follow him. Amen. Amen. So without a waste of time, can you read the scripture? Thank you, saints. I greet you again and I greet those who are actually following us online and, uh, and I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to give you much more uh, for your soul today. I will advise you that if you have a church, go to your church. Please, stop watching church at home uh, or online. What your problem is? Go to church. Go literally to church. Just be a believer. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I must say, the Lord has really kept us by His promises because we believe the prophet. We are not here to question the prophet or to give the prophet a context. We believe a prophet and we believe him. We believe him 100%. And I must say that we preach Brennan. And the Lord bless you. Yeah, yeah. So, so we need to, we need to, we need to let people understand that that each and every exoda has a name. So the first exoda had a name Moses, and the second exoda had a name Jesus, and now Jesus is giving us a name Brennan. It is not for us to worship a name. It is for us to understand the teachings behind. You understand that? Amen. So we, we need to, we need to get these things right. So we are kept in the promises that God gave his prophet now. And uh, for example, the church, everybody must come to church, right? Amen. If a person comes to church here, in our congregations, nobody should be sent back. We have never sent anybody back with HIV. We have never sent anybody back with tuberculosis or any kind of sickness. We will not send anybody back with COVID-19. Do you hear that? Amen. Amen. We pray with that person right at the door and let that person come in here and receive a divine healing as the word of God is preached. If we believe that what we preach is a divine given food for a day, it must have all abilities that manna had, even much more in the olden days. You must understand that manna, how, 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 how strong it was with the presence of God. These people were, were, 
You know, Joshua says, I am as young as I, as I went out of Egypt. Amen. They, they, he didn't lose a little strength. He was as strong as he left. Amen. You need to understand how, how, how powerful that is. So, so the message has the same ability. The problem is we have never received it as the message from God. We have never understood the prophet of God as, as a mouthpiece of God, from God. We took the prophet as another picture. And that's the problem that we have. And so that, so that we can actually take what he says and try to put something to it, to, to make it seem or look nice or become something else. And then we have messed up. Because all those kind of things has no ability to help you change and transform. We need to understand what we're dealing with. We are dealing with the message. We are dealing with a divine gift from God. Something that is much more greater than anything that anybody can even think of. This message, it is the most purest thing that was given to the whole world. And then if it remains pure, it has the ability to do that which is which was sent to do. Remember, this is the message that helps us to get out of this body. It is the same message that helps us against death. What can stand in front of you when you have a message like that? So we need to understand what we have received. We have received the message of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We do not deny one word from the Bible. There is no one. We believe from Genesis to Revelation. We need to determine people who we are and what we stand for and what we believe. Number two, we do not add the word to it. You get in there? The word of God must be left as pure as pure can be. And then if you look into the scripture, it says, Because thou hast kept the word of my people. The word keep, it means you have to guard it as it is. You have to let it remain as it is in you. Amen. So we have done quite a lot of nonsense. We have, we have, we have. God must forgive us. God must really forgive us. Otherwise, we're in trouble. God must forgive us and uh, and thank God. At least we can repent Amen. for all uh, uh, the the mistakes and the things that we have, the statements we have said, we have spoken, and then we. Uh, Maybe thinking, you see, you see, immaturity can make you do a lot of kind of nonsenses, you know? So, uh, if we can just understand that we can turn back before the, 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 that moment, then the Lord will help us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, we're not called to curse, right? Amen. We're called to bless. <laughs> That's the bride. The bride is called to bless. So, I want us to read the Romans chapter 8 for our message today. The Lord bless you, saints. Amen. And uh, we still love the Lord, and, and we love you a lot this side, and we believe that the Lord will still continue to, um, uh, uh, with the establishment of the ministry side, He would touch many souls, and many souls, and we have to find a place, I was telling the brothers, we have to find a place that is in the open, so that the people can be able to, to come voluntarily. And then uh, we have to ensure that we get some, some instruments for this place also. 
and because that will actually do a great a great work amen, amen. and uh, we'll uh, have to get the quotation of what that is and then we give it to the Lord and then the Lord will provide us um, the resources to to get that amen let's be sure that we get the quotations and all that and then we start uh, saving the Lord and uh, continuing amen but all these things you must understand that in the future we're not going to even play them because according to the scripture so if we don't have them it's even better because because people even even though you see this place will be even more important in the future so when we have another place we should not take away this place because now we'll actually be hidden from the public that hey, there's a church. I'll be parking my car a, a bit far. I'll come by foot here. Amen. 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 So ensure that the weight is in you. We will talk about that. Then just let's just talk about this so that we can go to 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 to, to that um, point. It's very very important. Um, we're talking about the love of. Of God that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Can you start from chapter 35? Chapter 8 from verse 35 says here, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Not what, ne? first who? Right? Amen. Now, it's very important to understand the, the, the who. The who. Why, why would this particular person wants to separate us? Yeah. Why this particular personality or entity, whatever that is? Who? Alright? Shall tribulation? Hmm? Shall distress? He started with the who, ne? Now he comes to the it or the what? Shall tribulation? Shall, or, or, or distress? or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or assault. So, shall it separate us? Paul wants to know if these things would be able to separate us. Now, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long, and we are counted as sheep before the slaughter. Are you seeing that? Nay! In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Are you getting that? For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels. Why would angels want to separate us from the love of God? No principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come. No height, no depths, no any other creature. Are you seeing that? Amen. Hallelujah. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul uh, gives us an assurance that Christ cannot change his mind. In his choice of us. I want you to know what about you? What what about you? So hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's read another scripture. 
We'll read the book of John, right? Chapter 3. Book of John, chapter 3. It is the scriptures that we all know. But I want us to take a bit of a different turn on the scriptures today. And understand that when we talk about this thing, sometimes we, we would just speak in general. But there's, uh, there, there, there's certain time. This, this, this is not a general statement or general issue that anybody, the, the, the Jesus, for God so loved the world. Uh, it, is, it is our misunderstanding of the mind of God that makes us not to understand this thing that God is giving us. Now let's read the scripture. Let's read the verse very well. Now we know the verses, right? Amen. But now I want us to look into it from the mind of God, from the from from under the blood, from the sight of of the New Testament, right? Now let's look into it. It says here, for God for for God so loved the world. Now I want you to understand, God so loved the world. They put the word as all in front of the of the word loved. You understand that? To emphasize, to give us the emphasis. To give us the emphasis of the heart of God concerning the world. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That he what? A person that claims to love you and can give. Mm -mm. I doubt. Anybody who loves gives. That he gave. His only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The word perish is to come to death. Right? To come to destruction. But you would have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. Amen. You may be seated. Yeah. I want us to, to deal with this, 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 this issue. Amen. Amen. Now, people of God, there's, there's something that I need to mention before... Because we need to we need to understand what we did. We need to have the word in us already. We need to have the word of God in us. Actually, what the word of God must be inculcated. It must be it must be part of us. You see, you must have the word to a point that in you to the point that all your ideologies and opinions disappears. The things, your perception must come to, to disappear. It must become nothing and vain. Amen? Amen. Alright? So that's how you must have the, the word of God. You coffee? Huh? You coffee? You coffee? No, I like my Or you want to help your nose? Okay. Alright. No, I trust that the Lord will just give you some some of the things that you need there before you leave the service today. Amen. 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 So, um, 
I want us to take it this way. I say, you have to have the word in you. You don't have to have the word in you, but the word, you must become that word that is in you. There is coming a time, I told you, where even this, this reading of these Bibles and so forth would actually be, be something that would be illegal to, to do outside a particular privilege given or outside a law or a principle given by the government with the churches. Because now it would be that people will use the scripture of the pulpit to make the people not to respect the government. So therefore, uh, they would have those laws in place. Those laws would be enacted so that the people of God are actually put to a point where they cannot publicly worship. You understand that? But understand that this is before the Great Tribulation because its, it, 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 its culmination is in the Tribulation. And then before that time would actually even come, the Lord Jesus Christ would have taken us out of this whole world. You get in that sense? Amen. But then, understand this point, that if the word is not in you, you won't be able to fellowship. Because remember that the Holy Spirit, it is our trust, it is our hope, it is our channel of communication also. So people will understand at that time that the Holy Spirit is a channel of communion. The Holy Spirit is needed more than anything. The Holy Spirit is not a want, it's a need. I don't understand how are you a fish without a water? How are you still making it as a fish outside the water? I don't understand. Where did they put you in? You should be dead. Hence I say, people of God, what is, what profit me? To live without the Holy Ghost. I don't understand why would I have another breath. God help me please. I don't. I, 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 I am not fit to live without the Holy Ghost. If I am a son of God. Or a child of God. Amen. Just like a fish held outside water. Its life is almost finished. Are you getting what we're talking about? Amen. Let me just tell you the importance of the word in you. The importance of the word in you, it is so that the Holy Spirit may quicken something. And if the Holy Spirit quickens that, you become part of the word. That's, that's what happens. Let me just show you something. Lack of understanding the word of God is dangerous. Because we are speaking the Holy Spirit now like more than anything. We are trying to say to you, get in before it is too late. You can't look for the Holy Spirit together with the foolish visions. You must get in before it is too late, people of God. That's what we are talking about. The Holy Spirit should be all in all. Should be our everything. You understand that? Some, sometimes even, 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 even when, you, when you seek to eat something, it should be at that moment saying, Holy Spirit, I, I, I don't know what I can eat. Amen. I want you to understand 
how you take him you take him to your literal moment of life so that your very heartbeat speaks with him I want you to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit because the time comes when we will tell you we will meet next week and we will not tell you when, why and what time we will trust that the Holy Spirit will tell everybody together in a particular place Getting what we're talking about now. Amen. Now, the, 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 I'm going to emphasize this as much as I can, because there will be not, there is nothing wrong, and it would never be out of time to tell you to receive the Holy Ghost. It will never be too early to tell you that, but there can be a too late to actually say that to you. So, because now we have time, I will have to emphasize that. That you, before you ask for food, rather starve to death if you don't receive the Holy Ghost. Because what would be your point of living without Him? Tell me, why would I live without Him? Because my life would mean nothing. My life would be an enmity to God. Why would I want to live carnally? Because them that are carnal, they are empty. It's enemies to God. Because the scripture says in the very chapter that we that are led of the Spirit of God, they are the children of God, the sons of God. You, you understand that? Amen. So therefore, why would you do anything? Why would you continue your life religious? Why would you want to, 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 to shape up your life in religion? If you do not have the Holy Spirit of God. You see, many people who received the Holy Spirit did not did not know that they were received, they, they received the Holy Spirit. Let me just tell you why. The reason is because they wanted power. They wanted to see the acts of power. The Scripture says, "You shall receive power after that you have received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. So the Holy Spirit comes upon you first, and then." You receive power. Amen. Are you seeing that? Amen. You see, this power comes not to make us powerful. It comes here so that we can be an edification to one another. So that we can be able to have authority above all kingdom of darkness. So that we can be identifiable witnesses of Christ on earth. That's the reason why. But the scripture tells us in the book of, of Matthew chapter, chapter 13, it says that those by the wayside, when Jesus speaks of the parable of the sower, he says that those by the wayside are they which when they have received the word of God, they did not understand it. Because when, when Jesus explains the parable of the sower, he says that the sower is God. I wanted to get there. The sower is God and the seed is the way. So the Lord has already told us in the book of Isaiah that, that uh, the word that cometh out of my mouth shall not come to you and return to me void. We are already told that the word, the speeches, the voice of God is not meant to return void. The, the, the Lord told us there that it would not return void. It has to accomplish that which is 
is sent to do and that which is purpose it is sent to please God the way of God does not come out to please you it has to come out to please God you understand that so 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 think of it the Holy Spirit cannot come and quicken nothing the Holy Spirit is the dynamics to our mechanics if there is no mechanics, we cannot ex expect the dynamics to bring anything. Because you must understand, the, it must be an engine. And it must be connected in order. So that when the mechanics, when the dynamics comes, it would, it would start. It can ignite and start. So set that mechanics in order for the dynamics. Why are we doing it? We are setting the mechanics in order for the dynamics to do the work. Are you getting that? Amen. We're not supposed to be an engine without a petrol or uh, with, without a move. A, a, an engine that cannot operate. That cannot start. What good it is, many cars are standing in some yards and scrapyards with engines in but they have no movement. Because there cannot be a good mixture of the mechanics to the dynamics. The dynamics to the mechanics so that there can be a good movement. Now, what are we trying to talk about here? I'm trying to show you how important is the word in you. The problem is that we want to fiddle with the word. That's one thing. Number, let's talk about this one. Receiving the word from God. Now, we in the message, at least unlike other churches or unlike denominations let me just put it this way we have the word from God Amen. right Amen. now let me just tell people in a message we now we have a platform to preach brethren we have a platform to give people hope because people has no hope they have the Bible, but they have no hope. They have the preachers, but they have no hope. They do not know where they are, what is going on. All the preachers are trying to put in people is a motivation that has no help when these people face Goliath. With all the motivations they have been giving, the people are dying with COVID-19 also. The people don't know what's going on. They cannot point out in time where they are living. They just know they're living at the end. At the end where? You need to understand the end of time began in the times of Jesus. It was the end of time. But it was the beginning of the end. Now you and I are living at the ending of the end times. Now. And, but, but in that ending, there is a particular point where we are with God. Because God he has a program. He does not just work abundantly. So, the Lord has his people and his powerful ministry would give to the seed. Are you getting me? Amen. To the elect. The proper meal for a proper time in time. Amen. Are you getting that? Amen. Because you eat every day. But you need to tell us what you're eating. Is it a breakfast? Is it a lunch? Is it supper or dinner? Is it a snack? 
If you eat something, tell us what it is. What do you call it? So, are you in a snack time of the time? Or is it lunch? Or is it, is, is, is it summer? Or is it a dinner? When God works in his program, he is not working haphazardly. For example, God would have a message particularly relevant for now and for this time and exactly for this season which matches the challenges of right now. Because you must understand the message is meant to help you who you who are living at this moment in time. It is not what is given generally in their time. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Amen. It is not a general message of their time. It is a general, but in the general there is specifics. Are you getting that? Amen. So God gave us a message. So it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of the kingdom. This is what we preach. We preach Christ crucified. And when we preach Christ crucified, we, we name the whole message giving out the name Brennan. It's unfortunate. It is. I'm saying it so that those who would be offended in it, it would be, it would be tough for you to understand what we do. So ask questions if you don't know. The reason why we tell you we preach Brenham, it is so that you may understand something happened and God did it. Yeah. That's why I am here today not afraid and never will be afraid of COVID-19. And so that you may know that it would never be a sickness that will be in the list of what have caught me in the rest of my life. That's not, it's, it's, there's no such, a, there's no, it's quite impossible. It's just quite impossible that I can have COVID-19. Even if somebody with COVID can actually come and, and cough at my face. Amen. You just have to understand that. It's just quite impossible. COVID also knows. You better just ask COVID. Maybe you can. If you ask COVID, you'll understand what we're talking about. We're not just being pompous and ask. No, we're saying this because there is a way of life giving. Amen. So that it can be light in, in the darkness time. Alright? So let me just show you something. I don't want to take long because I, I seem to be preaching very long these days. So <laughs> I don't want to take long. But I think this is the time for us to actually spend more time anyway. But now, this kid says Jesus taught his disciples and while he's teaching them and then explaining parables. You remember that? He explained a lot of parables where with the public way he spoke in parables because they, it was a waste of time for them to actually try to understand what he said. It was not going to work with them anyhow. So therefore he said to them, to you it is given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. To them it is not given. So it's, it will be a waste of time. So you have to ask yourself, would it be a waste of time for Christ to stand here for three of us to teach you all these great things? Was it a waste of time for you to be brought into the message into this golden age of God, into this wonderful time, special time. You see, the times that the prophets, the, 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 the men of old, the holy men, they wanted to see this time. They wanted to witness. They wanted to be part of it. Because this time has to produce a particular kind of breed, bride. 
So it's, it's not just a, a normal ride. It's, it's a particular form of pride. You understand that? So, 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 if you are called into the message, you need to, you know, you need to love the sisters and brothers that are called to the message. You see, sometimes the person may not necessarily be matured enough to understand what they have believed and what they are in. But believe me, that, that the person called into the message, you, you, you must really, really thank God. Because not everyone will just hear. Do you understand that? Sometimes people come to the message not because they hear the message, it's because they hear the doctrines. Uh, which is different to their doctrines, you see. So that's why I say, until someone really understands the doctrines, you know, some of the doctrines we preach, right? But the doctrine is not the message itself. The doctrine is in the message. So when one, some, someone will actually have to receive the entire thing. So, now, Jesus spoke to them, taught them, and then before he can actually go, he had to repeat, you know, if you are a teacher, what do you do? You teach the people. If your, your, your children don't understand, you do a revision. And then if they don't understand, you don't teach them another subject. You repeat it until they understand, right? So in teaching, you repeat so that they may understand. So Jesus came to repeat the teachings he taught them. Now he repeats them in an hour. The scripture says, now open he, that is Luke chapter 24, if you look into it. Now open he, they are understanding from verse 44. That they may understand the scriptures. You understand, people of God? The understanding of scripture is so important to the people of God. Yeah, amen. Because if you do not understand, you cannot carry it, that which you have been taught. You understand that? Amen. So if you didn't understand, that which you have been taught, the enemy takes. Think of it, that word comes from God. Think about it. You understand that the enemy is not going to even bother take something. That's not the real seed. So if your pastor or your preacher is standing in front of you, busy teaching you theology, or what you call it, uh, philosophies and all these kind of things that are taught, the trending, preaching topics that are trending here. The devil is not even going to take it. Because the enemy wants the seed, a true seed that proceeded out of God's mouth. That's what the enemy is for. If you read Revelation chapter, chapter 12, you realize that he, he was concerned about this, this man child that this woman has to bring forth. Amen. Because the man child's destiny was important to, amen, to the devil, the serpent. So the word's destiny is what the devil is interested in. He, he wants you, he wants to cut you before you reach your ultimate end, your ultimate who you are. Because he knows that if you can reach to that end, you will destroy him. He knows that. That's why he has a problem with the destiny of the word spoken from the mouth of God. So the message of the hour has a destiny to overcome death and to bring rapture to the people of God. So you think the devil will play with you in the message? He's going to make sure that he brings a minister or anybody else to teach you wrong. He's going to ensure that you actually lose it. Because the destiny, remember the word is a seed. So, so it is spoken 
We call it a, a, a floating word of promise. It is spoken and it shall become. You see, when the God said, let there be light, it may have taken millions of years, but eventually the destiny of the word was that it has become light. There was light. Are you getting that? So, 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 so the issue is that, so if somebody mixes the word of God with all philosophy and human ideology and opinions, it has no destiny. You getting what I'm talking about? It has no destiny. If, if you want it to happen, you must help it. Then that philosophy, you must help it to become. And after it has become, it becomes an image without life. Are you getting what? So, 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 the word of God says, and, and Jesus tells us that if, if you have received the word and you did not understand it, the enemy will come and take it. So it's very important that the opening of understanding comes upon the people of God. So that they understand that which God has brought by a prophet in the last days. Because that which the prophet preached, if it comes to your heart as it is, it has got every power and strength that can ever be to do what? To bring the result that God intended. So we bring the word to bring the results of God, not our own wanted results. Yeah. You get in that? So Jesus had to open the understanding of his disciples so that when the Holy Spirit comes, it may find a seed to quicken. Are you getting it now? Amen. Let me just show you this, if you don't understand. Jesus rose from the dead and he met the disciples. All, most of them, all of them, they were discouraged. The women went there into the sepulchre to do what? To anoint the body. So that they can find closure. But they have forgotten that the Lord Jesus Christ has already told Mary that, oh, hallelujah, you have anointed my body. For my burial. Because he knew that he would never find an opportunity to do that. Amen. So that woman did it prophetically. The hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. I understand it. Yeah. Prophetically. Yeah. It was a literal sense. You may not have smelled Jesus after that. But. The perfume. Remained. Unto his death. So in the grave, Jesus was perfumed already. Amen. And you need to understand that the price of an alabaster box is a price that buys a slave. It's equal to a price that buys a slave. It means it, it, it is like giving life to anoint the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, your service must be equal to life. You, you, you understand that? So this, the, the disciples didn't understand. So Mary was crying where, to, 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 to the God of, of the sepulchers. Where did you lay him? Why did you take my Lord? She was crying for a dead body. Why? Because this lady 
did not understand. None of them seem to have understood the teachings that he has been telling them all the time. That I will, I will, I, I can give my life and then take it back. That that this temple, I can, I can, I can put it down and I can raise it in three days. He has been saying things that the Son of Man must be taken into the hands of the enemy. But he shall come back. He told them also to wait for him in, in Galilee. But these people still didn't understand all these things. You see, without understanding that great teachings are fruitless, they are not fruitful. Jesus taught them great teachings. But what would those great teachings be if these people didn't understand it? Are you getting what I'm talking about now? Amen. So Jesus, he met them and going to a house and now and then he begins to ask them, what is it that you are actually worried about? What is it that you are talking about here? They said, are you new in this area? Why don't you know about this, 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 this horrible thing that has happened? A good man, a righteous man, a holy man was killed. Very, very horrible. He was killed there at the cross. Now we don't know what we will do. Because we trusted this man. Then Jesus said to them, You of slow in understanding to believe what the scriptures have said. Then the scripture says he started expounding on scriptures from the law of Moses. What is written of him? He took them to the, to, to the book of the prophets. What is written of him? He showed them even in the Psalms. What is written of him? Are you getting that? Amen. Then the scripture says, Now open he their understanding, so that they may understand the scriptures. Are you getting that now? Amen. Because now with the understanding, they can contain the word. They can keep the word of the Lord's patience. You can't keep the word of my patience if you do not have understanding in the word taught. Are you getting that now? So that's the most important thing that was going on here. Amen? Amen. So they needed what? They needed understanding. So whenever he met them, think about uh, 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 Thomas. They told him, hey, he is risen. He couldn't believe them. He said, I will, have to, I will have to put my fingers. Amen. Amen. In the sort of, of the hands and by his side to, to, to be sure that it was true. So Jesus was responsible for his believers. He didn't leave them without understanding, without no knowledge of what happened. He didn't want it, want it to become a just lost story. He came back. A teacher, a master. And he had with them a teaching. So that they may understand that which was spoken. That which is written in the Tanakh. Tanakh being what we call the Old Testament. Alright? So he had to teach these people. And he did everything to teach them. Which is the most important thing. And he opened the understanding so that they understand the scripture. Now that they understand, the Lord said, Terry, 
Are you getting it now? Amen. So your understanding will be fruitless without being quickened of the Holy Spirit. You see, if we understand the message, if you have read all the seals, if you went through the churches and you have listened to the tapes, and now you begin to understand few things and so forth, that don't mean you have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That which you understand must now be quickened by the Holy Spirit of God. Hence Paul is asking them, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? So we come to the time of the press. Which I must say to you now, if you follow the message and the teachings of the prophet, we are already in the prayers. Just because the little prayers or pleasure is little, don't mean it's not the pleasure at all. You can see that we have places and of churches that have capacity to handle more people and still being under regulations, yet they will not allow people to go to church. They will tell you 50. But now when they want to vaccinate, they say the church may take from 250 to 500 to vaccinate. Mm. When we vaccinate, we must, we must bring those, those numbers. But when we actually give a true vaccination of the Holy Spirit, only 50 must receive it. Yeah. You understand what these people is? It is the devil's hand. He wants now to focus and to put his focal point directed to the church so that he can bring the press. But let me just ask you something. What is a press going to press out of you? Because if you are 11, we press you out, there must come a juice. If you are an orange, there must be an orange juice. If you are pressed, what is it that is in you that would be produced? The press must bring forth something. The prophet teaches us so that we understand that the press would bring a zeal to the bride to ignite, to do what? To, to ignite your faith, to grow it and bring it to a point where you have, hallelujah, Amen. a rapturing faith. Because we hardly have faith for divine healing to heal a headache. How would you have faith for the rapture to change in a moment the twinkling of an eye? If you do not believe God to heal your headache, to fix your bruised uh, tissues, or whatever sickness that is that you have, how would you have faith for God to change in the moment? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your entire body and transform your clothes. So how would you have faith for that? Are you getting what I'm talking about? Amen. The people struggle, they fail in a simple thing to pay tithe because they owe somebody or some company. They would rather make that person happy and never be faithful to God. And you think these people, they understand, they have faith. These people have no faith but religious. Because if they believe God, they would give him all. You would give him everything. Because you know he's faithful to his word. God is not proven to them. It's not proven to be true to them. God is still a lost story. An high story. An imaginary friend. God to many Christians is an imaginary God. 
Are you getting what I'm talking about? Do you understand the children who are having imaginary friends, what they can do? They can even force their mothers to give uh, uh, their imaginary friends food. It is, it is amazing that even though the imaginary friend seems to be eating this food, but he does not eat it. This imaginary friend always brings the plate in full. But they are crying, give my friend food also. That's how people pray God. That's how people come to God. That's how people believe God. They believe God as an imaginary friend or as an imaginary something. God is not literal. God is not alive. Goodness, if you can understand that you are dead, that which you call life is nothing to compare to God who is all eternal. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Amen. So that has been a problem. To sacrifice and say even if God don't help me or don't give me, I would rather be a bad debtor than to be a hypocrite worshiper. Oh Lord help us. You're getting where I'm talking what I'm talking about. So the press is requiring something in you to press out. We call it a squeeze. If one squeezes something, you're expecting something to come out of what you squeeze. So 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 the, the, the squeeze is to help us, those who does not have the Holy Ghost, to get it. To be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be to receive a true baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that we can understand what Paul is talking about here. So now we understand what we're talking about. Amen. Understanding is therefore important. Understanding of what? Of that which God has given out. The lectures, all the preachers giving, if you don't understand, it don't matter. But ensure that if the voice comes from God, if that word proceeded out of the mouth of God, that you miss none of it. That you dig into it until you find a true understanding. The scripture says, a man of the Gentiles was there from Candace. This man did not understand the scripture he was reading. But he was not letting go. He, was, he, he kept on this scripture until he touched the mind, the heart of God. Because when you deal with the seed of God, you are actually dealing with God. So God was touched where he was. And he sent a, an evangelist quickly for a space of more than 200 miles. God gave a man a flight. Praise God. Amen. So that the man can come and testify understanding to the brother. And when understanding was achieved, the man was baptized. So how many of us in the message were baptized not with understanding? But just because it is written, you will realize that many people that are baptized, I know, and many people that were baptized in a message, they would always say, can I be baptized again? They doubt their first baptism because these people, they did not even understand. It is because of understanding. So you thought that these people would have received the Holy Spirit? 
Where what? The Holy Spirit came. I tell you, as we pray for you, the Holy Spirit comes, but there is nothing to quicken. There is nothing to abode on. But you must understand when the Holy Spirit comes, He comes to abode on the way. That's why when we see a dove came down, when John Baptist was baptizing the Lord Jesus Christ, that dove was abode on Jesus. Amen. And disappeared in Him. Because he was the word. So if you have the word in you, it is when you have listened and received the word of God and understood it. So you, you, you retain the word in your heart. So the Holy Spirit comes. He comes on the word that you received. Because you have become part of that way by understanding. Now the Holy Spirit come and abode in you. So the Holy Spirit find, found nothing in many of the believers. Though we baptize them with the right baptism. Yet he found nothing when he came. You get it there? So that's why it's very important to ensure that you disciple the people. Unto baptism or after baptism, so that since they have received the word, since they have been baptized, did not did they receive the Holy Spirit? So that the Holy Spirit may find something to quicken. So when the Holy Spirit came in the upper room, he found people with understanding. The people who kept the word of God's patience. The people who said we will wait until we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Some people thought when the days are passing that it was too much for them to wait more. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I also, the Lord says, I will keep you from the hour of temptation that shall come upon the whole world. Now it has come. The hour of temptation. Who is kept but that which has retained the seat of God's special? Amen. Are you getting that now? Hallelujah. So I want you to, to understand this is very important to catch and understand this. It's not time. I tell you, it's nice to be married. I, I tell you that. It's nice to, 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 to achieve a lot of these things. But I tell you, this time, it should be a time where one does not even think of it. Don't dwell more into it. I'm not saying you should not actually also get there. I'm saying put no thought too much in there. You see, because you need to understand what I'm going to talk about now. Can I get into it now? Amen. Amen. The says, what can separate us from the love of God? And I must say, I need to preach this. It uh, was put to my heart because... This, this actually is an inspiration that the Lord gave me when Brother uh, Sia was talking about something. So uh, we, were, we, we spoke on that and then on, on, on our Thursday service and then we, we dealt with that. So I, I just want us to, to deal with this a little. We spoke about the love of God. You understand how general statement it has become? For God so loved the world. How? How did he love the world? For God so loved the world. How did he love the world? What do we understand by that? We need to come into an understanding. 
that I can speak to uh, uh, Sister Haikie uh, uh, or Sister Naledi there and say, uh, I love you. Now, it, is, it, it may be a general statement, right? But sometimes, the sister is not going to just take it general. He's, one, he's going to want to follow that up. What did, but, what, what, but what did he mean? Because I've never heard him say to other sisters, uh, uh, I love you. Are you getting that now? I come to the sister and say, Sister, you know that I love you so much. I just want you to know that. I'm the pastor. She's as a sister. You realize that she's going to agree. Oh, okay. Okay. She, 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 she may not, unless the person still had some thoughts that we don't know. She would respond, Hey, Pastor, I love you too. No, no, not, not in a bad way. Maybe some will just say I love you too, understanding that the pastor just loved me. But one will actually see it to follow it up personally. A brother cannot just come to you, sister, and say, but a brother Caesar come and say, Sister Amanda, hey man, I'm dying, man. In myself, I can't, I can't make it. I, I really love you. When the brother does that, you already understand what he means. This has become personal. <laughs> but it, it's amazing how in general we take that the Lord has loved the world. It is a statement that has become general that it does nothing to a heart of, of man. Are you getting what I'm saying? People of God, Paul speaks here. And remember, Paul was not married yet, right? Paul was not married. Hallelujah. Because Paul was not intending to share their love with another person. He didn't want to be disturbed in loving Jesus. Because to us, loving some, when we say we love Jesus or Jesus loves us, is a general statement. And a general statement that has no love in it. But just a word L-O-V-E. I tell you, if you say you love me, if, 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 if the brother says, I love you sister, and you hear him say, I love you to another sister, you're going to be battled. You can ask me, what is wrong with this brother? He told me he loved me yesterday and today. He saw my love another one. Because, sister, though you may not necessarily want to agree with the man, but the man has started something in you. Amen. Which you feel like you become jealous. If this same man that you, you, don't, you have not agreed to, share it with another person. The same thing. 
So Paul speaks this way. He says, who shall separate us from the love of God? Which is in Christ Jesus. Who shall separate us? You see, Paul was not making statements. Paul showed the people that we are in love here. So people love Jesus, but they are not in love with him. I tell you, I love my children. There is a connection. I'm in love with them. I love them. There's a great connection with them. They know that. It's personal. Somebody can do something to other people's daughters, but when it comes to mine, it's personal. To a point of literally killing somebody or dying for them. Are you understanding that? I can put my life to risk of life. I can put my life in risk just for the love of my children. Do you love somebody that way? So that if this person would decide to leave you or can leave you, you would be so hurt that you can't eat. I couldn't make an experience about somebody. But some of y'all has an experience. You love somebody and somebody hurt you. That person hurt you because he left you or she left you. While you are so in love with that person. So I made made an example about me. I know what it is. To lose a person you love. That's why I was saying, I, I, I don't know how would I take it in this age. If my wife tells me, hey, we, we, we're done, and it's over. It's over. You understand? They get in there. I lost a person when I was young. Maybe it was my, the first taste of something that I call love. And I know how painful that is. It was so painful, I couldn't take it. I took almost two weeks without eating. I couldn't eat. It shook me. It affected me so deep that I was looking for this lady in many other ways. So you understand the pain of Paul. When he say, what can separate us? Because this pain goes so deep. It's unthinkable to separate from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. It is unthinkable. You need to understand what I'm talking about. If you if you separated with somebody and, and you separate with another one, and so no, you have never been in love. You, you don't know what love is. You're busy playing. The scripture speaks to us about love. 
For God did not generally love. He so loved that he gave. He gave us a proof of his love. And the problem is with us that we, we can love somebody and not love God. But still say, I love Jesus. Paul, I'm going to read the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. I want to show you what, how are we supposed to be in, in love with God? How, how are we supposed to love God? Or how is God actually loving us? What is the meaning of the love of God toward us? Sometimes we don't understand that. We don't understand the meaning of God toward us. That's why we take it so casual. We take it without a meaning. The reason we have got many divorces is because people have never understood love. If somebody wants to marry a person to love the person and has not come to the love of Jesus, that person has no certainty in his marriage. Because you love your way. And it may not be love at all. So, let me just take you through the scripture. In the book of Isaiah, uh, Paul, uh, uh, Isaiah speaks there. He says, your, your maker is your husband. 54, uh, 5. Your maker is your husband. Thy maker is thine husband. God speaks to his people in the time of old. Do you know what he's saying? He's saying to his people, he says, which man among you? Whose wife has left him and went away and had and shared a bed with many lovers. Which of you would receive that woman when she comes back, seeing that the ground or the field is utterly polluted? Which of you would receive a lady who has left you? He said, but you have left me and you have, amen, you have made love with many lovers. You have fornicated. You have made, you have committed adultery with many lovers. And you come back to me and I receive you. I want you to understand what God is saying to us. The reason we can't love God is because we don't understand what he means. Are you, are you understanding that now? Amen. Now, he makes another example with, with Hosea. What does he do? He tells Hosea to go take his wife of a harlot. And this wife would go have children outside marriage. And God would tell Hosea, take her with you and name the child. So Hosea has a, has, a, has a wife here who, who has gone out to, to, for an harlot and she came back home. Hosea had to love her as a wife. I want you to understand. She had to love her. She couldn't lie to God about that. She couldn't. And he said, I'm trying to tell my people that's what they do to me. 
two samurai. God is finished. So, so, so when it comes to this love, it has never changed. How God loves the church. Amen. I, I tell you now, Paul is speaking. What can separate us from the love of God? Do you know what he means? He did not. He says to the to to, to the youth, to the unmarried. I so wish that you can remain the same, just be without somebody. This man was in love, speaking to people who are not in the same level of love with Jesus. That's why he's telling them, Re remain, just, just don't marry. But he says, I don't want to, to put you under temptation. If you want to be, because people are given differently. If you want to be married, then be married. But there is more trouble to the one who's married than the one who's single. Because if you are single, your lover is Christ only. But if you are married now, you seek to please your man and also to please God. Are you seeing that now? Amen. That the kind of love that, that Paul is talking about is not love in general. It's a deep love that if Christ was to take you out or to dump you, it would be so unthinkable. Are you getting what we're talking about? You have, have you been dumped? <laughs> to those that have been dumped, they know what I'm talking about. You can, you can try to comfort yourself and say, I, I will move on and so forth. But you know when you're sleeping alone, you're not moving on. You're shaking all the status all the time. But during the time when there was no status, I don't know what we were shaking. <laughs> You'll be checking to see, is he happy or is he suffering? <laughs> so you can't think that Christ dumping you is going to suffer. That's why the scripture tells us that, oh, it's man that can actually divorce, not a woman. So that's another subject. I get what I'm talking about. Amen. So are you in love with Jesus? So I've been talking to you that hate the devil. So I must just teach you to love Jesus first. So when we say hate the devil, then you will know what we're talking about. So the Lord is speaking to, to his children. He is speaking to his wife. He wants you to understand what kind of love he has. In the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says, I am jealous over you with godly jealous. What is he saying? He said the ministry, the anointing that rests upon me is the anointing of God's jealous. Because God will feel bad if he can share a bad with another man. And he says, be careful that someone can't preach him. You understand how sharing a bad comes like. It comes by a pulpit. Oh God, help me not to stand in front of your people and plant my 
for the people are of God. Amen. For this is God's wife. Amen. So we don't come to love God. We, when we speak the word, God love the world is general. People don't understand. It is as though I propose a woman. I'm saying to this woman, Amen. I love you. I can die for you. You know, in the, in the days of old, we would say, I'm dying and I'm burying myself because of you. We used to say, Amen. It means I'm a bell cut in pieces, meaning I can't get my trouser tight. It's falling because of you. And if you have another thing, sometimes you don't understand these things. My trouser is falling, sister. If you can say yes, I can be able to tie it. He's telling the sister, if you can take me, I'll be like the water from the rain. I'll quench your thirst. You get in there? It was the way the old, the old people in the olden days used to propose. Because this woman meant so much to them. They understand what they, they are talking about. They understand that what I need here is not just a casual agreement. I need an access to a heart. I need to take the most important space to you. I need to remove your, your parents. I need to remove your mom and your dad. I want you to put me there. So that for the first time, this child... Listens to somebody else, not the daddy. This child can, can now su submit without a say. This particular daughter of yours begins now to have a certain mind, certain thoughts. She has now a connection daddy cannot separate. Oh, hallelujah! That's why Jesus did not fall from heaven. He had to leave all the glories of heaven. Amen. He had to leave all the hallelujahs of the angels, the hosannas. Because there was just this woman on earth. And this woman meant so much to him. But it seems as though that the woman on earth does not understand the kind of love that comes from above. That's why the response to him is very embarrassing. Because if you understood how he loved us, we can understand how we should respond by a complete submission to him. Think of it. Your daddy knows you. He tells you, you know, he knows you. He has, he has raised you, sister. He knows what you are. This guy can tell you a lie about you and you can believe it. Praise God. You suddenly believe this guy more than your daddy. 
You suddenly trust this guy more than your daddy. What actually happened here? Love. You have responded to love in love. Because Christ is not going to lie to us. He's going to tell us the truth. He wants to win your heart by truth. Think of it. Your daddy has been taking you to everywhere. Your parents have been doing all this. This man has never bought you in a dress. All he did is buy you airtime. But you want to believe this man when he say, if I could, I would buy you an airplane. You lying, man. You're not going to buy an airplane. But the feeling is so mutual. The man believes I can do that food for this lady. And this lady understands, oh my goodness, I just think of you and me in the plane. And the lady is taken. The man comes where your daddy is not, everywhere. And then I see them. Now they are becoming disappointed. I've never seen them become disappointed. But now they are becoming disappointed big time. And they try to produce a ring in the public and say, will you marry me? And a girl would say, man, you don't even work. What's wrong with you? What are you trying to do? You have problems yourself. Let me just tell you something, church. Jesus did it publicly on the cross of Calvary. He made a great proposal. I mean what I say. And I mean it with my life. For who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. That's why Christ knew that the only thing that can afford you is not a ruby or a gold or a kind of precious stone. You need to be given life because you are priceless. Meaning he was able to see the deep of us. He was able to see what the cameras cannot capture. He was able to go deeper than what any man can explain. He went deeper than your parents know you. He said, I have known you and I have chosen you with myself before the foundation of the world. Amen. He went much deeper than anybody. That's why he understand that everybody looked at you. you know, he, they, they, they may not find you value. They may not put value on you. But I know how priceless you are. Because inside of you there's something greater. Amen. There's something that I have in me. There is something, the thought of God. A gem seed of life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Who can separate us? So Paul was telling you that I, I, don't, I don't want no feeling of that. It seems as if, if I can marry it, it seems as if I would have been put a little bit far from, from this love. I, I just want him alone. I don't want to share him with another woman. Glory to God. I don't want to share my Christ with somebody. I want him for myself. That's what Paul is saying. 
He's saying, I have actually checked these things, and all of them, I don't think there is nothing that can address. Paul is saying, Yes. Yes, he understood. He understood when Jesus said, I love you, what he meant. That's the problem, sister. When a young man propose you, but he's not in love with Jesus. You understand how, in, how, how, how terrible, how in a terrible relationship you would be. Mm. The person loves you, but he's not in love with Jesus. He loves Jesus in general. Mm. I tell you, your love will become general also. Mm. Because if somebody is in love with Jesus, that is not a general statement. If you are in love, I say, if you, I don't say to love Jesus, be in love with Jesus. That's why you can't share with the devil. Amen. There is no portion that belongs to Jesus you can share it with the devil. Because you understand the value that Jesus has put on it. Praise God. Amen. Do you understand, people of God, do you understand how hard it is? How heavy it is to break the love, to break the relationship. I know of relationships that are just two months and so forth. When, they, when a lady or a man says, oh my, uh, I just want to move on. It hurts. It hurts deep. That's why a divorce is the most dangerous thing. A divorce is, is like an atom when it, is, uh, when it splits. It, 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 it creates a chain reaction of catastrophes. So when you are in love with Jesus and you leave Jesus, what a reaction are you, have you caused? I tell you nothing. Some of, some of you are feeling nothing. Because we are never in love in the first place. All you did was love in general. That is no love at all. Are you hearing what we're talking about? Amen. Sisters, you'll understand this, brothers. When we talk about love, we talk about something more. When we come to be in love, then you understand what we're talking about. Now you have to sweep, sweep, or sweep, you say sweep? Sweat. Sweat. No, sweep. To, 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 to exchange. Sweat. To swap. Amen. You need to swap the kind of love. Maybe it was Jesus in general, your, your, your boyfriend was actually something. You must just swap it. Swap it. Start loving Jesus and being in love with him. You see? And now, love that brother in general. And pray for him to love Jesus also. And be in love with him. Then you will realize that uh, we are told, when we talk about this love, now, let me just read this quickly. Let's read quickly here. Corinthians quickly. Chapter 7. Alright. Let me just do this. Corinthians chapter 7. I want to show you something here. We, we have taken this lightly. And Paul is not making a statement. Paul is talking about something he is feeling. Something he is living. Something he is. He told the people, says, uh, even if an angel can come to and preach the gospel, uh, another gospel than that which we have, let him be a curse. Mm. You, you understand, sister? Amen. If another man comes to say, are you happy? 
in your marriage, in your relationship, and tries to give you another gospel than that which you have received. It's exactly the same thing. Tell me, put anathema on that man. Can't you see? I have a man, and his name is Jesus. And I'm not willing to share him with nobody no more. Are you getting that now? Now listen to what he says here, Paul. He says there about verse 6, but I speak this by permission and not by commandment. Now listen, verse 7. For I would that all men were even as I myself. What? I myself. Not married. Have you seen that? But every man has, a, has his proper gift of God. One after this manner and another after the manner. I say therefore to the unmarried and the widows. Listen to that. It is good for them if they abide in as I, as I. It means he says, abide, be, do, not, do not get married again, or you that are married, unmarried, do not marry. Paul is telling the people, you have a lover that cannot disappoint you. Why do you want to go for a challenge of disappointment, many disappointments? Are you going to be able to handle it? Like Christ took care of it. You know what Jesus did? When he loved us, he eliminated all disappointments. And let me just tell you, sister, there is nothing good, no bad, that can actually affect the elements of love that Jesus gives to me. Because he has removed every disappointment. So there is nothing bad that can change his mind about me. Amen. The problem is, am I in love with him to discover that love the same way he did to me? Blessed yes. be the name of the Lord. Amen. People who understood this, I remember David, the manner in which was, he was in love with Jonathan. People who are having a bad thought, they thinking this were not gates, this were in love. It was clean. Because these people understood how it is to be in love without being gays and lesbians. Glory to God! Amen. Oh my, I'm not against you guys. You do your own thing, it's a choice of your own life. I'm simply saying the love that David had with Jonathan was a true love, the love of God. It was a love between, hallelujah! Amen. And it's a more more love than that with, with a woman to man. If you read the scripture well. That's the love they had. Oh my. A man is a friend closer than a mother. Amen. Amen. He's a friend closer than a friend. A friend closer than a father, brother, sister. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's why he says, if you don't hate your brother, your sister, your father, all oh, heaven, so forth, because of me. Then you are not worthy of me. If you can't hate, say, use the word hate. But we will talk about the word hate when we deal with Esau. So that we can understand what, what God is referring to. Did he say you should hate these people? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's trying to tell you. You have to love me the right way. But it seems as if it's easy for you to love one another. It's easy for you to have a boyfriend. 
and begin to share an intimacy with your boyfriend when you fail to share intimacy with Christ? When last have you have you have a close intimacy with the Lord Jesus? And how did it feel? Most of us are going there in prayer. We come out bored. We come out with no answers. We come out with nothing. Because we did not know what we were doing. Do you know why? The element of love is not there. Let me just tell you, sister, even if your boyfriend is not around, and you are alone in the room, and you think about this, this, this man, this husband, this man of yours, this fiancé of yours, when you think of him, there is, there is a connection. There is chemistry. And when you are alone, amen, there is a serious chemistry. That's why you can be there with your phone and so forth and be giggling alone. Sometimes you're laughing alone without looking at a phone. You, you, you're smiling. You begin to think, why? There is something that is so interconnected in the relationship you have with this man. So tell me, are you thinking the same way? That's why we sleep without pain. Why? Because there's nothing. We don't feel him. We don't even remember him. Do you understand how great it is to send a message to a person and say, I'm thinking of you. To say sweet dreams, bye-bye, whatever the case is. To that person, it says to that person, hey, he is thinking about me. Or she is thinking about me. She has never forgotten. I am still in his or her heart. Are you dead to Jesus? Some of you are having illegal relationships. The pastor don't know about it. Your parents don't know about it. You having this relationship. You love this man so much. You have even given this man, your body to this man without a permission. And now you are unable to give your body to Jesus Christ. Which is your reasonable service. For the scripture says present your body. As a living sacrifice unto God. Amen. Amen. That is your reasonable service. So think of it. You're already in a illegal relationship. You love somebody. But you have not come to love the Lord Jesus. Because when one loves Jesus. He leaves everything. Peter said we have come to you. We have left everything. What would be our reward? The Lord help us. The Lord help us because this love in general, this statement would be saying what can separate us. Even you say it with a smile, it's because you don't understand what it is. Because when a lady speaks about that, you must understand he has now, she has now come to a serious point. If you watch all these juke juke things, you will see how the ladies come out to go beat other ladies. Because this lady wants to separate us with the love that I have in this man. Every time we say, why don't they just beat the guy and leave the man, the lady, the poor lady. No, they beat the lady. Leave my man, leave my man alone. The truth is, how much have you shown him that you love? How much of your heart have you opened to him? That's why Paul tells us it is so. He says, abide. You widows, abide. 
Don't go get married. I don't understand. Why would you get in love with a man? When you don't have, when you are not in love with Jesus. No, some people, maybe some of us have, have done that mistake. To come to understand that we were supposed to love Jesus more than anybody. As you realize sometimes when these guys are in church. And they are in church and their wives are not in church. You know why? Because the sister did not understand the love. Go on to your Jesus. You'll come back. Now you have a wife staying home and you're going to church. Not gonna happen to me. We, me and Jesus, we live it. <laughs> I'm not encouraging to live for once and so But that's just something else I'm, I'm showing you. You have not yet come to love Jesus. You love somebody who has never loved Jesus. This person was jealous of your love with Jesus. Now that he got you out of Jesus, he is continuing to drag you down. Because you are a wonderful, beautiful sister. Stay with the Lord Jesus Christ there. You, you're not aware. You, the Lord Jesus is giving you to shine. And the brother is doing it too. He's jealous of Jesus with you. That's why before you, before he tells you he loves you, you need to know. You need to see the proof you can love Jesus a lie. When you say you love Jesus, it has got fruits. It has got, it, 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 it is evident. Nobody can say. It's not because you are playing keyboard. It's not because you are ushering. It's not because you are preaching. It's not because you are a song leader. No, that's not you loving Jesus. It's just merely a service. Sister, you need to know that that man loves Jesus. And we can always advise you and tell you if he does, we will not like you. Because he's going to leave you one day. For another. So now, it means the other one is better. Than thou. Huh? Mm. Now better. When you were the one. You understand he lied to you using the general statement. I love you. When God so loved, it's not a general statement. That was the most truthful thing that was ever said and done. So how do you love Jesus? And what do you mean by loving him? I'm going to leave that question with you. What is the meaning of your love? Let's read it. Corinthians, right? We are in Corinthians. Here it is. Amen. But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. So, let, let, let me just go to another verse. So that we can actually go, I'm going to leave the, right, the rest there. I want to go to another verse here. Amen. Twenty-five. 
want to show you that. That's 25 on the same, the same chapter. Amen. Listen to what the, what, what the Apostle Paul says here. Amen. He says, Now, concerning visions, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one that has obtained mercy of the Lord to be what? He has obtained mercy of the Lord to be what? To be faithful. We're talking about a man who understands faithfulness. A man who understands a total submission to Christ Jesus. We're talking about Paul. Now listen to this. He says, I suppose therefore that this is, a, is, is good for the present distress. I say that it is good for a man so to be. Meaning, don't make it is good. People are not saying because I'm married, it is good. I thought it was not uh, that much good until I understood this by revelation. That I tell you it would be good. But it can contain Mary. Don't go bad in hell because you just wanted to be single with us. Amen. Amen. Oh my. Let's go further. He says here. Oh my. Are thou bound unto a wife? Seek not to be loosed. Art thou loosed from a wife? Seek not a wife. I don't want to preach on that. We'll, we'll come on that. that. That is one most important thing. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. But, and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. You see that? Paul is saying, if you want to, you didn't sin. Though now you are going to do what? To share. And let me just tell you something that if you don't know. Abraham needed a child for quite a long time, right? Until God gave him Isaac and Abraham were silent, satisfied, and fulfilled. So God fulfilled his promise. And Abraham rest in God's promise. But in his rest, he gave in from God. So God had to come in the book of Genesis 22 and say, Abraham, take thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. That's why God speaks those words. Because he's telling you, I'm no longer in this. Because now you have this guy. Do you think God is not jealous? Because some of you have a car, you don't have to chase no more. I thought you'd be attending better now. No, now you don't come because you have it. What happened to your love? You just get married, things changes. You check them here in the message. They get married, they don't sing no more in the front. But when they were sisters, they were singing, making testimonies. They get married, they finish. 
prayers, no fastings, no night prayers, no gathering of the youth, no gathering of the fathers, the mothers, and so forth. In, in what? In love to the Lord. We're not doing these things no more. But the sisters in front of them, they had their idea, ideas, ideologies. They were running up and down, hey, let's do this, let's do this, hey, let's do this, brothers, let's do this. Then the you got married, is gone. Their brother knows what's done. He saw what you were doing before you got married. Now you get married, you, it is dead. Sometimes it's not even the brother. The sister was doing this so that she can market herself. So that the brothers can see the sister and see us and then the brother takes you and then he's gone. So when you marry, you are not sinning. So Abraham took the child and got to Mount Uriah. Mount Uriah, right? And, and then God said, sacrifice. This man meant to kill his own son. I want to tell you that. That's a man that loves God. God was convinced. God knew the desire of the thought and the intent of the heart. He saw the heart of Abraham, how Abraham loved him. Abraham did not only do it in obedience, he did it in submission. He loved the idea of God. That's why you, you realize when, when Abraham told Sarah, say, say you are my brother, Sarah did not have a problem because Abraham did not have a problem with God to do everything. Those who like correcting brother Branham, let me just tell you something today. That that man who took Sarah to, to a wife, God cast him. And he cast the things. Things were dying. There was a curse in his land. Already. And Abraham lied. And I'm here to tell you, Abraham did not lie. Because God did not mention it. It was mentioned by this guy. He said, you know, the guy, your guy is the one who, who lied to me. He is the one who lied to me. Hallelujah. God did not entertain the accusers. Though they seem so true to this man. This man came with an evidence. To God against his servant. Then God sent the man to the very same. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. To the very servant. He says, go to him to pray for you. Because there's already cast in your house. You can't mention Brother Abraham's fault. Let me just tell you that. You will have to go back to the message. So that the message can give you release. Of that curse. You can't mention the faults of God's servants. Who do you think you are? When God himself did not see them. In the midst of you, what you think is evidence, God won't see it. So let me just tell you now. Uh, is either you receive him with all his faults, or you don't receive the prophet at all. He's either the true prophet of God or he's not a true prophet of God. And I'm, I'm going to say to you now that he's a true prophet. Amen. And I believe his fault. Just like God believed them. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Make it first. Glory to God. He that Mary does not sin, right? And if a virgin Mary, she has no, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such shall have what? Sister Kaiji, say it. Trouble. Shall have what? Sister Amanda, say it. I want you all to say it. She shall have what? Trouble. Hallelujah. So, she shall have what? What is your Bible saying? Amen. Do you have to the Bible? I wanted to, to, to hear what it says in Kosa. Amen. You shall have trouble where? In the flesh. But I have, I spare you. It's a prophet of God. It's the prophet of God who is praying for you against all this trouble, knowing that you're going to have trouble in the flesh. This is a prophet of God. Now, I'm not here to tell you not to get married and so forth. I'm saying, be in love with Jesus. Amen. So that you understand. When you fall, you will understand. That while I have been with him, I'm no longer because I'm in with another man. Let me just tell you, if you can be in love with another man or another woman, the one that you have loved before, I tell you, will suffer. That's why the music used to sing. Now you have to sit down there and then baby, whatever. <laughs> baby said and so forth. You, have, you will suffer in the flesh. What's going on? It's because there is somebody you are in love with. Plus Jesus. I want you to understand that God means to fall in love with Jesus. You don't mean to love Jesus in general. Or to like him. No, no, we know that there are many people who like Jesus. We don't like him. We are in love with him. Amen. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? Glory to God. So understand if you do something. Sometimes that is unlawful. What is the feeling of Jesus about what you are busy doing? The problem is. You can't hide from him. Yeah. You understand you can hide from me in the flesh. Mm. And then and then I be in the house and busy somewhere. You can't hide from Jesus. You see, the man that loves Jesus can't hide from you too. Sister, you can rest, but the man loves Jesus. If he's not with you, he's with Jesus. You know who do you share your man with? Amen. The scripture says you will be sharing him with Jesus. Yeah. And you should be concerned when he starts not loving Jesus. Because he's not going to love you too. Glory to God. Amen. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. But this I say, brethren, in time short, it remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none. I'm only going to repeat this. Because we are living in the time. But this I say brethren. The time is short. It remaineth that. Both they that have wives. Be as though 
They had none. Oh my. Can we go on? Amen. Lesson 32. I just want to pass quickly. Verse 32 says, But I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belongs to the Lord. How he may please the Lord. Are you seeing that? Amen. Who do you please if you are not married? You see how you may please the Lord. That's all you care for. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world. How he may please his wife. There is a difference between a wife and a bishop. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the, of the Lord. That she may be holy both in the body and in the spirit. Sister, I tell you, that is very important to catch. Very holy, both in the spirit and in the body. So, when you are married, you are not holy in the body. Because your body is for your man, for your husband. Have you seen that? Amen. Something that is holy, something that is set aside, separated for God. Yeah. Amen. The word holy means that. So your body is no longer separated for God. Is now also must be must be given to the man. And I'm telling you, you're not gonna give half of your body to the man. He's gonna just know it. This woman is not giving me all. You might think you're lying, but it's natural. He's gonna know. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. But she that is made careful for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. But let me just read this here for, for, you, for you. Amen. And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you. Are you getting that? But for that which is comely. And that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. Are you seeing that? Amen. You may attend to the Lord without what? Distraction. Uh, my husband is a distraction. My wife is a distraction too. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but if any man think that he behaves himself uncomely toward his virgin, if she passes the flower of her age, and need so require, let him do what he will. He sinneth not, let them marry. You understand that? So in the church, they want me to, to curse the people who want to get married. They don't understand the scripture, or maybe many of them. Because I'm not going to stop people from marrying at bed. Paul is, 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 is rebuking us from doing that. Right? The Bible rebukes us from doing that. We want you to get married, but have you be, do you know how to be in love? If you can be in love with Christ. Anyway, let's go to Ephesians quickly. Let me just finish on that one. Uh, it's, a, it's rather a bigger subject for, for, 
for me to really finish it now, to take uh, a, a while in it. Amen. Chapter 5 from verse 22, let's read it. Are you in love? Are you in love with the Lord Jesus? Do you love him? You know he loves you, right? And then he loves you, he's in love with you. He's in love with you. Let's read. Wives, submit yourself unto what? Your own husband. As unto? Oh, sister, say, do you see? That's what Paul has told you in, in, in Corinthians. Now, it becomes a problem if you are not submissive to Christ. The Lord, how are you going to submit your own husband? So it means you, you did not know submission. And may I say again that submission is not something that just come out of a tree and you just speak to a person and the person just does it. It's a fruit of the spirit that one matures into. One is taught into. One is led into. One is influenced into. One becomes. One is one with it. And if so be that you are obedient to Jesus Christ, Paul speaks thus. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord. You realize why many women in the church, even those who claim that they are saved, many women, what do they do? They go with what we call democracy. They do not know what submission is because they think that submission is a sign of weakness. Well, actually submission is a sign of strength. You don't know that. It's because you have never experienced it. You have never loved or been loved. You don't know it. Even when love comes to you, you still want to dictate it, how it should come. Who do you think you are? Who taught you who love is and what love is? We submit to Christ. And our submission to Christ makes us love our wives. Are you getting that? Amen. That's the submission we have to Christ. All men, you look beautiful, you are a beautiful lady. They keep coming into your life, they leave you. And every man is wrong, you are right. What's wrong with you? You are a common factor in this problem. Stop looking on the outside or blaming somebody else. Start doing introspection. And be truthful to yourself. Amen. Maybe this message will teach you who you are. And what the devil made out of you. Until you come to understand the love of Jesus Christ. For the husband is what? Is the head of the wife. Not the abuser of the wife. Not the controller of the wife. Not a dictator of the wife, but the head of the wife. All these liars, when they fail obedience, and they were actually wives to ministers, and they were wives to, to, to elders in the church, they come outside, I was, I was under abusive uh, relationship, whatever. You liar, you. Don't lie. 
You know you couldn't actually submit to Christ first. That's the problem why you are complaining in the media. You failed to submit to Christ. I tell you there is no man that can overcome a, a, a submissive woman. Every, a submissive woman can put every man down. Submission is powerful. You can actually speak with your men like you are, like you are holding a remote system. If you are a submissive man, a woman. That man will do everything you want. I tell you that. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's exactly what the church did to Jesus. Hallelujah. He, all the church brought him from heaven. Amen. And the church is asking Jesus to do everything. Amen. And Jesus is doing why? Submission, power of submission. Amen. It's not a weakness system. That's why Jesus is, is actually exalted above everything because of the strength of submission. He submitted and obeyed. He remained submission. He remained humble until the death, even the death of the cross. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I want you to see, we're talking about husband and wife here. But now, it speaks of Christ and the church. I'm trying to show you when I say be in love with Jesus. I'm not lying to you. I'm trying to tell you be in love with Jesus. Think of it. Paul speaks to the Corinthians. He says, I speak the truth and I lie not. Why would the angel of God say that? Why would the man of God have to actually say, I tell you the truth and I lie not. And God is my witness. He says, for the husband is the head of, of what? Of the wife, even as Christ is what? The head of the church. And, the, and he is also the savior of the body. Amen. Amen. I know, I know of, of these women who left, who women left or divorced. They are husbands. Which were men of God. And when they go out, they plant a seed that has a root of bitterness. And then they have convinced themselves that they are right. That's why they post and say the things they say. They have convinced themselves that they are right. Now they plant the root of bitterness. They are the spirit, they are not in the spirit of Esau. They have despised the dignity of their marriage. And when somebody else takes it, they feel bad about it. So he despised the best right. When the guy took it, he says he stole it. That's why it is only Esau who says that Jacob stole the best right. God never said so. The scripture says God rejected him. That's why before you accuse David, find out what, what, what God said about it. If God did not accuse him, who do you think you are to accuse David? Abraham lied. I don't know where. I don't know where he lied. Because God didn't show me where he lied. You see, because you are again God's prophet. That's why they came into the message. To try to alter that which God has given us. Why do they do it? And they cannot even say they are sorry after they have realized that they were trying to do the, 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 the thing. 
to condemn to contaminate the seed. They are sent, they are agents of Satan sent into the message. Glory to God. Amen. I told you we preach, brother. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. They preached Moses. Right? They quoted Jesus Moses. But Jesus preached Moses and said, I don't accuse you. But Moses, whom you believe, or in the preach. So I don't accuse nobody here. But brethren, they preach and believe. Glory. Amen. 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 Listen to what Paul is saying. Amen. Oh my. He says, husbands. Now. Now, no, no, no. Let's read it. Let's read it. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ. Is there a question about it? It's not saying church will be, right? It's not, it's not saying church will try to be. It says church is subject. So that which is the church will not question the prophet, will not question the message of the hour. I tell you that. That which is the church. Amen. You know, I like God bringing a man that has got mistakes and faults like you. What is a miracle is to believe that man in whom God is behind. That's a miracle. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Amen. As the church is subject unto Christ, it's not a question, the church is subject. So let the wives be to their own, say own. own. In what? In some things. In few things. In what? In everything. You hear this woman that I'm talking about? Who will go out and say, no, I've been, I've been obedient and submissive for too long, and that is abuse. But come on. We know you must. The church know you. What submissive woman were you? Even God knows you because every day, he knows you every day. How you disgusted yourself before your husband. You thought, what, what is this? Because you thought of him less than he is. Glory to God. I know them. I have to go through all counselings and so forth with the ministers and so forth. And I know how these women feel. Because the spirit of Democracy and this world has caught them. They are captured. And now they think they can bring that into the church and to influence other women against the truth. Sisters, don't listen to these liars. They are employed and anointed by Satan to bring a spirit of delusion. One of these days, they will actually understand. When, when we send them directly to the fire they deserve, you can't change the love of God. They have turned the love of God into something that is filthy. Praise the Lord. Amen. You hear when they are divorced that they were abused. When they were in a marriage, we heard nothing. They were the ones with all the smiles and so forth, telling others to be, to be submissive. Now suddenly, they were abused. What's wrong with you, sister? 
What's wrong with him, Mamurudi? Come on! Glory to God! They say, I was emotionally abused. Where was Christ? Where was the Holy Ghost? Because this person was never in love with Christ. Was never in love with the Holy Ghost. So now he can't love you. She can't love you. Now she's blaming you. She's blaming your marriage. Because now she wants somebody else. Hey, hey, listen to me, sister. You can't find satisfaction in man. Rather be in love with Jesus first. Amen. And you'll be satisfied. Amen. Well, go, 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 man. I set them on God. Praise God. Amen. Let me just read that. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So let the wife be to their own husband in what? In everything. I'm, I'm telling you, you see, the government may be behind you with all your lies and things. But I tell you, the word of God is not behind you. And all things shall pass away, but the word will not. Let every man's word be a lie, but not the word of God. One of these days you will stand before the same word. You have accused the word with the word, like Satan did. But you're going to come for it. Amen. Amen. We have to speak against the spirit. What do we do? We are dealing with the spirit. We're not against the person. We are not personal. Amen. Amen. Let's stop being imaginary about our love with God. Let's stop being imaginary about the existence of God with us. Glory to God. Amen. So husbands, love your wives. How? Sister, you have already put a definition of what it is to be loved. But the creator or the author of marriage is telling us how. And this is how. Husbands love your wives. Even what? As Christ also loved the church. So people of God, I told you that Jesus does not love the church in general. That's why he is jealous. He loves us as a wife. The love that must be between the chemistry of love should be the same as that of husband and wife. If you don't have the same chemistry, you don't yet love Jesus. Just know that. You are talking love in general. That's why you have Jesus so easy. That's why you, you, you can be taken by any man so easy. You never loved him. You never understood his love. Amen. 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 Love your wife. Even as what? Christ also loved the church and what? And gave himself for it. That he might what? That he might sanctify it and cleanse it by the washing of the water by the way. That's how we do it. That he might present it to himself, glorious church, having, having no spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. You see how Christ wants us to be holy without blemish? That is the destiny Christ has for us. You shouldn't worry about that. All the temptations of the present time would not take the destiny away, because the seed that is, that is in us is actually maturing to this blamelessness. It's coming to this holiness, this righteousness. That's perfection. It comes there. Amen. Amen. 
So don't let the devil accuse you every day and put you down. There is much more love in Jesus. Amen. That is flowing every day. Amen. The love of God is greater far. So when we sing that chorus, we lack the key. We don't understand the ways. That love is the love that exists between husband and wife. It's, it's actually a greater love. So when you take it from God, we, we, come, we call it agape. Why would you call it agape? Because it does not, it does not select a gender. It does not select an age. Again, what I'm saying? It does not say you are young, you are old, you are older, or you have a husband, or you don't have a husband. It takes all. What we call it a copy in that. In that reason. Like a Paula. Amen. Amen. Are you getting me now? Glory to God. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So that's why you'll never see your wife old, wrinkled, and all those kind of things. If you see them, you have missed something. Well, you know you're going to get old, right? I saw your, your picture when you were young. I said, ooh. That beautiful young, uh, what do you call, innocent girl. And I looked at you and said, oh, there now she's, she's, she's growing. <laughs> and now you're going to get old. She's you just <laughs> close to me, you know that? I saw you as young, innocent. Now you, <laughs> you are mother. You, you, are, you are old. Amen. Think of it. You're gonna, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> it's gonna get worse. You realize that it never gets worse to Jesus. Because the picture he has of us, the camera says never captured. It's right in him. He honored us for what we are, and it never changed. That's why a man must do as Jesus. Must have a picture when he looks at you. With all the wrinkles with you. And say, oh my beloved. Thou art wonderful. Oh, please. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You still have to repent in love. And then repent, Lord. I didn't do it right. I must start doing it right from now on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's why Christ says, uh, uh, in the first age, you have lost your first love. What is a first love? You get what I'm thinking about? You have another love. You now are entertained by another man. When you come at work there, because these women mostly they work. When you come at work there, they tell them, hey, this is it. And then they don't hear that from the pastor. The pastor is always speaking to us. All those kind of things. All this kind of hippies, tongues, and so forth. And we forgot to say, I love you, sweetie. And somebody had worked there, hey. And these women are entertaining it. They forgot. He must love you as Christ also loved the church. This man comes with entertainment to you, and you are taken so much, taken quickly. Begin. What is the scripture saying? That's why you come and doubt your husband, you doubt your man. Why? Because they told you something. The serpent told Eve something. And I tell him he came between the lovers. The devil will always come between the lovers. Praise God. If you are divorced, sister, it's not because you are abused, it's because you, you believe the devil more than God. 
Lord, that you're God. Amen. Amen. This is what it says here. So ought men to love their own, their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Do you get that? For no man ever yet hated his own love, his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. Every time he's saying the Lord is doing it to the church. Oh my goodness, Paul was telling you, this is what I feel with God. I'm feeling this with Jesus. Paul was in love. Are you in love? And Christ was in love with Paul. As he was, he's, he's still in love with Paul. So is he love in, in love with me. And who else? Every one of you. So can we love him right? Can we love him correctly? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to understand that. So I needed to read some quotes from the Catholic I preach too much long these days, but then it's because I I, I preached way long, eh? so maybe I must just give you all these things. Because I'm not coming here every day. Let's go read uh, uh, this scripture, and then I will give you a quotation, and then we'll just make one quotation, and then I will leave it. Um, songs of song. I cannot talk about the love and not, and not share with you the good <laughs> of Solomon. Amen. Amen. Songs of songs. I'm going to read chapter 5 and then I will leave it. I will leave it. There was a, actually another scripture that I wanted to take you through to show you this, this love. I can actually go through the Old Testament and try to point it out how actually God related to, to us. But anyhow, with the few that we shared, I hope we have a picture that, that we, we need to be in, right? And. Uh, in the book of Revelation, you somehow see the whole picture when the husband and the wife, that is the relationship, literal relationship of the, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ with his church. You see it in the book of Revelation right, right there. And then, uh, and then you see when he begins to complain about the love. When, when it, firstly, the person is, is, is complaining. This person is not giving me all. He's not giving me what, 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 what is worth to begin. He says you fall, you have fallen from your first love. You understand that? So in the last age, they want nothing to do with him. They have even, they, whether they separated from him or they divorced him, I don't know. But Christ is not in the house. Remember, it's a gentleman because they gave Christ a, a court order in the church of the last days. They given Christ a court order. And Christ is only outside. Now you see what I'm doing and he cannot come in. And these people seem as though they are in love. I don't know with who. Who's on the inside? When the husband is on the outside. What's going on here? Because these people, they say they're the bride of Christ. 
They say, they say they are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But what happened to your husband? Who is in your throne? Who do they love? They are taken by philosophies, theologists, educationalists, intellects, and all those kind of things. It made them not to believe uh, the truth. I am come into my garden, my sister, my, my spouse. I want you to see how he's speaking. He says sister and spouse to, a, to the same person. Have you seen that? Because Christ is marrying what? He's marrying his sister. Amen? Because the wife of Christ comes from where Christ coming from. Remember, he's sacrificing a high priest. A high priest has to marry a virgin of his own people. Amen. You understand that? A high priest would not marry a harlot, a divorced, a profane, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and a widow. A high priest would not take that. High priest must take a virgin of his own people to marry. So that when you are married by Christ, you know that you are actually Christ's sister. That's why he calls us brethren. He is a brother. He is a bigger brother. Are you getting that? So that's Christ that we are talking about here. Praise God. So you will fellowship with this message. You will break it down and try to fellowship. It's, it's too big. You, you need to go down with it. So I'm coming to my garden. Why? Into my garden. Christ has a garden. I know the devil has a garden now. There's a garden, uh, the eating of Satan. His presence is so intense. So you can see when he starts to, to now co co control the churches. In Zimbabwe, they say the churches must actually remain. If you don't vaccinate, you are not coming to church. What kind of nonsense is that? Why would you get vaccination a license to come into the church? Will they stop vaccinating these demons? Glory to God. I have gathered my men with my spies, and I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey, and I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, O friends. They did. Drink abundantly, O beloved. Now, what do you understand? You see, he has put all the characters in here. So, in the future, uh, because we don't have time, we, finish, we will go into the characters that we, we, we find in here. All the characters, the things that are happening in love. We drink. Ah. Lord, we eat honey. It's nice. It is hallelujah. That's milk and honey. You see, there must be a place. No? Flowing with milk and honey. Where God will have a place with his people. Place them. Adopt them. You see? Adoption, a place of adoption where God will share love with his people. And God would come down and abode among them. In the tabernacle. Are you seeing that? Oh my goodness, that, that, that must be. So I sleep, but my heart waketh. Listen to this woman. It is the voice of my beloved in the last days. The voice of Revelation 10 7. That knocketh, saying, You know, is that is the voice that knocketh? It is in the, in the last church age. Are you getting that? The voice of the beloved that knocketh. Because the people say they are in love with Christ, but they are not. They are just in love, but they just, they, they just love Christ in general. They sympathize with him, but they are not in love with him. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh. He says, ah, behold, I stand at the door and knock. It was in Laodicea where the voice of the beloved was knocking. 
Now listen to this. Saying open to me, my sister, my love, my dove. Amen? Are you getting that? My undefiled. The foolish visions. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. My, for my head is filled with the dew and my locks with the drop of the night. Now listen to me, people of God. I want you to understand that best. It's cold. It's winter. There's a dew drops. The beloved stands at the door knock. Until the head of his head is filled with dew. And the locks of his hair drops. How long did he stay at the door? And this, this woman inside who claims to be a beloved does not want to open. You need to understand to tell me that you can't hear from the door. You can't hear the knock of the beloved. You can hear the voice calling. Oh, please God, I can hear the bells now ringing. I can hear the angels singing. It's a glory, hallelujah, jubilee. No one would just let the beloved outside without, amen, without opening. What is going on on the inside? What is going on in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? When the beloved is at the door, think of it. How did the hair became ice? And it was even dropping there with patience. Standing hoping she will open. All happened at the night. For in the evening time there shall be light. So the light of the evening was never accepted. You can see it was never opened for in the church. Now is the morning. He's about to leave. Remember he told Jacob. In the morning, it is now the morning. The sun is about to come out. I must leave. And Jacob said, I will never let you go. Please bless me first. Who can say to Jesus, bless me, O Lord. Bless me, O Lord. I'm never going to let you go until you bless me, Lord. It was the morning. You understand the person with that heart of the birthright would never let him go before the blessing. But this woman is going to miss him. I tell you, he's going to miss the clock of time. When he tends, he would be gone and this woman would now be deciding. There is something that makes her decide to open. Yeah. Mm. Listen to this. I have put off my coat. Listen to this. She has put the coat off. Oh. The book of Revelation says, you are naked. And you don't know. You can't see it. It's because she has put a coat off. How shall I put it on? You understand this person says, I repented. I cannot repent. That's why this person says, repent thou that I repented. I have washed my feet. How shall I defile them? 
You understand what he's saying? He's saying, you want me? You want repentance from me? How do I repent when I am saved? When I'm born again? You understand that, that the challenge of our time is that the people believe that they got it. That's why they can't open for him because they think we got him on the inside. Amen. My beloved put his hand to the hole of the door. My bowels were moved for him. You hear that? The inside was moved. But the bowels, as it's actually tell me, but there's the more inner depth, more than the heart. I rose up to open to my beloved, and my hands dropped with men and fingers with the sweet smelling man upon the handles of the Lord. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed. I want you to understand what you will what you will understand has failed. It's not your flesh that is selfish. It is the soul that will be lost. After you have pleased your flesh, did everything your flesh wanted. My soul failed when he spake. When did he fail? In the seventh church age. In the day of the shout. Where God himself came. Because that's what people that don't understand that God himself came. It was not somebody else, it was God himself. All they saw was just a short man called Brennan. But they didn't know who was there else. Because certainly somebody else was there too. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Amen. I opened. Oh my. My soul fell when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. That's tribulation, I tell you right now. I called him, but he gave me no answer. Where was he? He was back in Jerusalem. He was doing nothing with the Gentiles no more. The church of the Gentiles is clean. It is until a private man, they are rich, they have all these kind of things in the house, but they are without the Savior. Mm. But something woke her up to realize that he's gone. But when he opened the door, it was too late. The watchman, he says here, the watchman that went about the city found me. They smote me. How can the beloved of the Lord be smitten? Unless he's foolish. The foolish vision. She's now in a tribulation. They smote me. They wounded me. They keep us. You see, it is from the city. That the scripture tells us of Revelation 19, where the instruction will come to smite, to persecute everyone that still stands for the Lord Jesus Christ. They wounded me. They keep us on the walls. They took away my veil from me. You see, I charge you, woo, O daughters of Jerusalem. This woman knows the trail of the Son of Man. That when he's done with the Gentiles, he must go back to Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. But he's going to Jerusalem. How is he going to go? With the minister of Moses and Elijah. 
to learn to preach the gospel to the 144,000. Now, this woman is loved because she failed in love. Because her love, amen, her soul could not contain the words to produce love for the beloved. The right kind of love. Who was busy entertaining this woman? I don't know. Until the morning, your husband has been standing by the night, the whole night. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to this. Amen. You see, says, I tell you, daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that ye tell him that I'm sick of love. Amen. So in the future, the Lord giving me an opportunity, I will talk about I am sick of love. So that you understand what this is. Amen. Amen. I am sick of love. Oh my. I am weak. I have become weak. Amen. Amen. I am grieved. I tell you, since I told you that the pain of him leaving you. That's what Paul was saying. What shall separate us? That woman said, I put off my coat. Oh my, just go back to the scripture. Just go back to the scripture. He said, is it nakedness? Do you remember he said that, Paul? Is it nakedness that shall separate? Why did he say that? What shall separate us to the love, from the love of Christ? Amen. Do you see that? Do you see it? In the book of Romans, do you see it? Amen. That's the divine. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? What shall, shall tribulation, shall distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or a sword? This woman says, I have put off my coat. I mean, I'm naked. How shall I put it on? So he let the nakedness separate him from the love of the beloved. So the beloved was, 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 was naked. She couldn't open. But then, listen, after that, she became weak. Amen. She became wounded. She was hurt. Amen. Amen. She was like a woman in travail. Oh my. I'm sick of love. What is thy beloved more than another? Can you listen to that? Amen. Amen. This is what he says. He, he's telling the, 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 the Jews. Hey, I know that the Lord is with you. Tell him that I love him. Tell him that I'm wounded, I'm hurt. I realize that, that he left us. Now, remember the people who realize this, there are the people who are on the inside, the people who, who are in the message, the people who, who, have, who have heard the voice of, of the seventh angel. They, they know because he has already revealed to us. If he leaves us here, he goes to, to Jerusalem. Now, these people here are in trouble. They, they are asking the daughters of Jerusalem, who are the daughters? The 144,000. 12 of them. Amen. And 12,000 of every tribe. Amen. So they, they, they asking her, tell him that I am sick, I'm hurt. 
now. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. There comes the question, what is thy beloved more than another beloved? Are you getting it? Oh, thou fairest among women, what is thy beloved more than another beloved? That thou dost so charge us. You chose uh, wrong. You chose the lie of the devil. So don't tell us what to say. We receive the Lord Jesus and we will receive this message. You have been questioning this message for too long. My beloved is white and ruddy. Are you getting that? <laughs> the cheapest among the 10,000. Who is the cheapest among the 10,000? Revelation chapter 19. You will find the cheapest among 10,000. His name is the Word of God. Amen. He has a name written on his vesture and on his thigh. The Lord of Lords, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. 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 So this, one, this is the cheapest among 10,000. Amen. His head is the most fine gold. His locks are bushy and black as a raven. Ah. Amen. You see, when we study the message, we will speak against the raven and so forth. I am a raven of Jesus Christ. Amen. There is always an identification of these things. His eyes are as the eyes of a dove, innocent, by the rivers of the waters, washed with milk and fitly served. Now, let's leave it there. Praise the Lord. Amen. What are we talking about? You get, you get, you can stand your feet. Say, we, we done. I'm, I'm done. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do more than this. But I just want to read a quote. It's very important that I read this quote. Listen to this quote, and remember the Bible's vision, and remember the seven stars was in his right hand. Just think, they were drawing their current, their light from him. They were completely under his control. In his right hand. Oh, every true servant of God is the same way. Held in. Who can, who can harm them? Who can harm them? As one of the angels cried back there in the beginning. Remember. An angel means a messenger. And we, uh, uh, we, we get into those deep, deeper things later in this week. An angel, a messenger. And he said, what can separate us from the love of God that in Christ can sickness, can peril, can nakedness, can a sword, can death. I am persuaded, said Paul, that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ. For we are completely yielded to his right hand. To be yielded to the right hand is means you are submitted fully with no question, unreservedly, to the ruling, the ruling, the rulership, the governance of Christ. Amen. As the prophet speaks. Somebody says, holy roller, holy roller, that don't bother them a bit. Hallelujah. Amen. It won't bother us. Amen. You are a religious fanatic. Don't, don't even hear it. They don't even hear it. They are completely yielded and drawing their life from his right arm of power. Mm. Who has believed our report? Mm. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Mm. Amen. Reflecting his light in meekness, in kindness, in gentleness, 
in patience, signs and wonders and miracles. That's how you reflect. And that's how you actually show that you are actually in love. Because a person who is in love can actually be seen. You cannot hide that you are in love. We know. Uh, we see, oh, okay. But we think we don't know. We know. We see. Amen. Let the world call it a witchcraft. Listen it. Whatever they want to makes us no different because we know we are yielded and in his right hand. Isn't that wonderful? My. My, my. Amen. Other quotations you will you will find on the on the page, and then uh, I will I will share them with the with the, with the, with, the, with the team, and then they will put them on they will put them on the tape on on the page so that at least you can have access to them quotations. Amen. 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 So who can separate us from the love of Christ that is in Christ Jesus? Now you understand what it means. Yeah. You understand how we're supposed to love God. Amen. The Lord richly bless you, saints. The Lord really, really bless you. Because that's what we're talking about. That's where we are now. And the Lord will never, never disappoint us. He will never, never, never disappoint us. Uh, he will always, always love us. He has actually done it for us. The Lord richly bless you. Shall we pray? Whatever you Father. We surrender to your love today. Yes, Lord. We ask forgiveness of all our trespasses, our wickedness, our iniquities, Lord. Where we are not faithful to your love or love you the same. But we know that you love us more than anything. But all we can do is to submit to that love and love you back the right way, Lord. Not make an imaginary love and love you in general. But Lord, it should be a love that goes deeper than the love that one has with his own wife. Love that goes deeper than just a love that anybody would have with somebody. It should be a relational love. A love that is visible. When one loves somebody, when one is loved, you can see it from that person's face. It makes people wash. It makes people make them clean. It makes people want, want, want to smell nice more. That is the love when it comes upon, uh, upon a person. What much more your love? What makes us to hate sin? What makes us to live in righteousness and holiness? What makes us to walk straight in the line of the word and righteousness? Father, you have given us the message. That has a directive of how one would maintain a holiness and one would actually be in a place of adoption where one would be placed. Lord, here we are today. Open our eyes this time that I so that we not waste time and find ourselves sitting for the Holy Spirit in the tribulation. Father, we want you to, we need you, Lord, to baptize us with the true Holy Spirit. We ask for a true feeling of the Holy Spirit. We ask, Lord, to be led of the Holy Spirit. We ask you to make us faithful and bless us, Lord. And we ask all this message in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.